Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Anna Staver, and this is Ohio Politics Explained, a podcast where you give us 15 minutes and we give you all the news you need to sound smart and impress your friends when you go out this weekend. Welcome back to another episode of Ohio Politics Explained, the Hopefully We're All Human Entities edition. This week, we're breaking down what made it into the House budget and what did not, who is the worst driver in the legislature, the death of former Cincinnati mayor turned television icon Jerry Springer, and the one thing that has united Ohio's former governors. Joining me in studio on this moderately warm and lovely afternoon is State House Bureau Chief Anthony Shoemaker. Hey, it's good to be here. Good to see you. I haven't been outside yet to see how nice it is. It's really nice. Like, it's it's that perfect not-too-hot-not-too-cold kind of day. Let's get over this over with and get out there. <laughs> Our first topic is what made it into the state budget, passed by the Ohio House, and what did not. So there was more money for public schools, more money for vouchers, a modest income tax cut, a raise for Medicaid's home health care workers, money to prepare for next year's eclipse, a plan to change the way kids learn to read, and a study about whether the Ohio State Fair should be located somewhere other than Columbus. There's a lot in there, you know, it, and also nearly a billion dollars in tax savings uh, that they've talked about. And then all the voucher stuff you've been reporting on. Yeah, it is a 5,300 page <laughs> document. It is very, very long. There are like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of like appropriations for different policies, even a few little earmarks in there, which is kind of unusual for a state budget. You don't normally see that, right. but there were a few pet projects. We'll see if that survives the Senate. Yeah, I mean, there's there's talk that some of those might get cut when it goes over to the Senate. Um, there were some some other amendments that didn't make the uh, Yeah, uh, almost as interesting this week is what didn't make it into the budget. About half a dozen Republicans kept standing up on the floor Wednesday asking speakers Jason Stevens to recognize them for an amendment. He basically ignored them. They wanted to add a bunch of different things like repealing coal subsidies, bigger tax cuts, and things like universal voucher and a ban on transgender girls playing on female sports teams. Yeah, and I'm sure that Stevens knows if, you know, that's a poison pill. You put that in the in the state budget and you lose the Democrat support on that. Yeah, but what, you know, the folks on the conservative side, what Derek Marin said uh, to reporters afterwards was there are 65 Republicans right now in the Ohio House. You don't need Democrats to pass it. He said we are a conservative state. We should start acting like it, essentially. I guess the speaker felt differently. Yes, it would appear that he did. And it's hard to know what he felt because in another unusual move, Speaker Stevens didn't take any questions after the budget. We all, all the reporters went up to him. He gave us like one sentence and then walked away. So we don't really know like why he made that choice not to call on them. Yeah. And the other thing too, you know, this, this was a issue in the, uh, Committee, uh, though, they took out the um, Governor DeWine's plan to give the $5,000 scholarships to students. Uh, the top 5% of students in Ohio were going to get to go to school, get a scholarship if they went to in-state schools. That seemed to be something pretty popular when DeWine mentioned it in his uh, State of the State speech earlier this year. That's gone. Yeah, um, that may be like some of that. And 
might be to like cover some of the tax cuts that were not in Governor DeWine's original proposal. They also spent a lot more money on public education. So, you know, it's kind of like you take from this, you give to that, you move this, you shift that. And right now we're going to see what the Senate does. And Senate President Matt Huffman has said he would like to see Senate Bill 1 in there, which is an overhaul of how we do public education in Ohio. He would like to see some form of universal voucher. So he would like to see a bigger, more robust tax cut. So I think there's going to be big changes. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that the little line in the in the budget about the eclipse security got a lot of attention this week, a lot of interest in that. Yeah. No. Yeah. April 8th, I think 7th or 8th, 2024, folks, we are Columbus is not in the path of totality, but neighbors to the north are. Uh, I'm up in Delaware. I'm kind of on that edge. But Akron's in the path of totality. Um, Marion is in the path of totality, like up towards the lake. It'll be cool, but traffic's going to be crazy. You know, obviously extra security is going to be needed. Like, it's not unreasonable to be like, hey, actually, we're going to need a lot of extra police and traffic, like, crossing guards and ambulances and all that other stuff. Like, right? Like, you got to be ready for this. So the House put a, what is it, a million dollars extra in the budget for eclipse security? Yeah, and I think that's fair. I was in Colorado when the last eclipse came, and we were still, like, two hours away from the path of totality in Wyoming. But, I mean traffic got bananas, like hotels filled up, like there's just like a crush of people that come to watch this. So, you know, well, I'm sure we'll be talking more about it as we get closer to the big day. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our second topic is the death of Jerry Springer. And for those who don't know, yes, this is related to politics. Absolutely. Yeah, before Springer was the host of what was arguably America's most controversial talk show, he was the mayor of Cincinnati and a Democratic candidate for governor here in Ohio. In fact, there was a time when Springer was considered a rising political star. Yeah, and you know, even recently he was mentioned as a possible candidate for uh, for governor and the U.S. Senate. There was a uh, talk about him running uh, in 2000, 2004, and there was an effort to uh, get him to run uh, for governor in 2018. Yeah, and actually his infamous talk show started out as a show about politics. He had guests like Oliver North and Jesse Jackson on the show. Like it, it took, it was like a w- weird, slow slide into the controversial show that we all sort of know him for. Yeah, he, um, you know, and, and he, he went to the 2016 Philadelphia convention when Hillary Clinton was nominated. He's been a presence in Democratic politics for a while. He was a major donor to like Hamilton County, like Democratic politics. Yeah. When he ran for um, governor in, in 1982, he came in third place to uh, Governor um, Celeste, I believe it was at the time. Our third topic is speeding. Our team pulled the driving records for every state house legislator for the last 10 years to see who has a lead foot. And at the top of the list was State Senator Naraj Antani. The Dayton area Republican had 14 traffic convictions since 2013, which included one for going 80 in a 55. When asked about his record, Antani said, and I quote, I've been told I'm a young man in a hurry. With the issues we face, we need someone who's in a hurry to fix them. However, I do regret and apologize for speeding and will do better in the future. 
Vroom, vroom. I mean, we, we looked, you guys looked at the uh, last 10, uh, 10 years of, uh, of lawmakers driving records. And, you know, what sparked this was they were recently talking about raising speed limits. Yeah. So it's relevant to see like, hey, if you're going right. to do this, how, how, how are you guys doing? Our fourth and final topic is the election that Ohio's former governors all oppose. Governor Kasich, Strickland, and Taft all came out this week to oppose a special election in August that would ask voters whether they want to make it harder to amend Ohio's constitution. August elections are generally low turnout and expensive to run, which is why the legislature eliminated them just a couple of months ago. Supporters, um, a.k.a. Republicans, of changing the rules for constitutional amendments say this is different than a local election in August, but opponents say the only reason Republicans are rushing is because abortion will likely be on the ballot in November. Yeah, I mean, if, if something is important to the people of Ohio, you usually don't stick it on an August election when people are on vacation and not thinking about politics. We had the um, the August election last year because of redistricting, remember, and all the state law Lawmakers were were on the ballot. The turnout was horrendous. Oh, there was single digit turnout in yeah. some places. I do think this would get above single digit turnout. How Probably much above? Not much. I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. Um, but you know what's even trickier is what's going on in the Ohio House. Speaking of those lawmakers that tried to get amendments that failed, there's a group of Republicans trying to push for a vote on this, and it's not clear whether they're going to fail in this situation. Right. And the other thing that's come up is you know you, you kept hearing. Um, um, Speaker Stevens talking about, you know, if there were 60 uh, votes for it, that, you know, there would be a vote on it. But now they're saying like 59 could be the magic number because there's two vacant seats in the House. Yeah, this goes both ways. So there's some theories that it still stays 60. There's only 97 of the 99 seats filled right, right now. So Representative Chris Jordan passed away unexpectedly a couple of weeks ago. And then Representative Brian Baldridge took a job with the state. But neither of those positions have been filled. And, you know, Derek Maron said yesterday that the reason Stevens won't fill them, this is just his accusation, is because he thinks they could be filled by people that would vote for this August special election. And Stevens has indicated, at least in the past, that he is not in support of an August special election. He thinks we got rid of them for a reason. But, you know, it's very murky. Do they need 59 votes? Do they need 60? None of that matters if Stevens won't bring it up for a vote. And he ultimately controls what gets to the floor. Right. And they come with an expense. I mean, you're talking about what $20 million you have to open every polling place in the state. <laughs> yeah. And um, early voting and all that sort of stuff. And then there's also just the money that like is going to get spent on that campaign. Right. It's, it's not cheap. No, but the due date is May 10th. So just mark your calendars. If if you're wondering about whether the special election is going to happen, like Secretary of State Frank LaRose has said, in order to make the August ballot, May 10th is the drop-dead deadline for getting something passed. Right. And if it does happen, you'll still have a month to vote early uh, if you have a vacation in August. And one more thing before you go. A video clip of a hearing in the Ohio House went viral this week when a Columbus area pastor accused those opposing a ban on transgender medical care for minors of being possessed by demons. Yep, you heard that right. Stuart Long said non-Christian opponents of House Bill 68 had already opened their souls up to demonic spirits by not accepting Christ, and those direct forces could be pushing them to support hormone therapy and surgeries for transgender children. The viral video clip 
clip has been seen more than 2.3 million times as of this recording. Yeah, I guess in addition to a sergeant at arms, the house is going to have to hire an exorcist if there are so many demons running around the place. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so Representative uh, Gary Click, who is the bill's sponsor, I want to be clear that like I spoke to him last night. He said he did not agree with Pastor Long. He thought it was ridiculous. He thought this was like an incredibly extreme position, and he actually thought it did more harm right. than help. It was a bizarre bill. exchange. It was really strange. Like I have never like it was a first for me in covering you know politics to hear a state lawmaker, her name's Beth Liston from the Dublin area, go, "I'm sorry, but did you just say that the Jewish, Muslim, and Hindu members of this body are possessed by demons?" Right. It's like a it's, record scratch. You're like, what? Yeah, you do a double take. And your story is available online with the video on there. So if people want to go and actually hear this strange exchange, they can. Yeah. And I'm going to end this podcast the way Jerry Springer ended all of his shows. So take care of yourself and each other. Ohio Politics Explained is brought to you by the USA Today Network Ohio Bureau. You can find us on Twitter at Ohio Explained. And if you want to learn more about any of the topics we covered, check us out online at the Alliance Review. That's the-review.com. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.